Welcome to Sleepless and Sacred Art, Little Stodger Places REM Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept. In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, where even for cartoon animals, high school is the orchestra pits, where kids get bullied into being a hero and a villain and never make the connection until someone else draws on their yearbook, and where horse do-overs are enjoyed by all. That's right, today, we're all alumnus of this Clash reunion. Very good. Very nice. I like. I liked it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here we are, guys. Clash reunion. We finally got here. This is our fortieth anniversary. Pot. Wait. Is it no thirty something high school reunion? Twenty. Duck. And. Oh, do you mean the TV show or actually in universe? In uh, well it. I don't know. I don't know what I mean. It's okay. We we didn't graduate. <laughs> we played hooky. We were out back smoking with probably like, uh, you know, another supervillain that Darkwing didn't realize he went to high school with, like Hammerhead Hannigan. But yeah, this is a, an interesting episode. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Um, do we have any announcements or anything before we get going? I guess just a brief announcement that they have released covers for issue eight of Dynamite Darkwing Duck comic series. So they're still like they haven't really said how long it's going for. It just seems to be mysteriously ongoing for as long as we know. And I showed you some of the covers. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, they are. And it seems like Dynamite keeps getting more and more Disney properties to make comics about because I saw someone posted somewhere a Hades comic like from the Disney Hercules cartoon. They're doing so a whole like- villain series. So they've they've currently already started up one on Scar, which is, I think, a four issue miniseries. It's like a pre prequel to the first movie. And then, yes, they're going to be releasing one about Maleficent. Uh, Hades, and I want to say Ursula, but don't quote me on that. Oh, I'm quoting you. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so that that just seems to bode well that Disney is giving them all these other properties to make comics about, so it seems like possibly they'll have Darkwing going for a while. Yeah, and I'm, ex- I'm curious to see where it goes, because we've only covered, what, issue four was the last one we covered, and this is like way ahead to issue eight and they only give you like little sparse details about it, but it seems to be very justice duck oriented in the stories, which is interesting because the justice ducks basically only appeared in their one episode, the two parter, and then they were Mm -hmm. never heard from again. So (laughs) I'm curious to see, you know, Darkwing finally learned the power of teamwork and then was immediately like, Nah. It sounds like in the description he once again forgot about the power of teamwork, but you know what? I could see that, you know. I feel like that's a lesson he learns multiple, multiple times and then forgets. Yeah, that checks out. Oh, and also they are compiling the first six issues into a trade paperback, which is, I forget when it's going to be released, but it's already up for pre-order. And there's three different covers. One is a hardcover. I think one is a soft cover, and one is a hardcover with uh, Amanda Dybert's autograph on it. Hmm. The art is all the same? 
Yes, the covers. The egg, yeah. egg body one. One is the egg body cover. One is the other cover by the same artist where he's buried in the rubber duckies. And then the other one is, I forget who drew it, but it's him in the sky. That's the one that I pre-ordered. And it was, I think it also happens to be the one that's the hardcover that Amanda signs. It wasn't very expensive. I think it was only, again, don't quote me. I want to say it was about $40 American, which isn't too bad for a hardcover with six issues. Foul play is what the entire arc is called. Mm. Which is interesting because it sounds like Foul is indeed involved. But up to this point, we've only really seen the Fearsome Five. So I wonder if the Fearsome Five have either joined Foul or they are working for them or if that's just a coincidence. Mysteries abound. Yes. And we will find out, I guess, next week because the comic issue six is coming out as of us recording this in like three days. Wednesday. Yeah. So... May, yeah, it's May still. May, hang on. May 24th. Yes, May 24th. So we'll be covering issue five very, very soon. After this episode, I guess, technically. This beautiful episode that we can now continue to talk about, which, uh, if I recall correctly, is from your pick uh, of origin stories. Yes. Yes. And um, it's a fun one. Let's dive on in here. If you would like to watch Clash Reunion, it is on Disney Plus Season 2, Episode 6. Megavolt plans to destroy the high school reunion. But I'm just picking up on this now, um, which I'm sure it was doing the whole time. When you click on the episode itself, it actually gives you a a longer description. Uh, So I think the one that I had read last time, that was pretty comprehensive was the full description from when you clicked on it. So the full description of this one, Darkwing realizes that the nerdy kid he went to school with is his feared enemy Megavolt. History is repeating itself as Megavolt plans to destroy the high school reunion. It's Carrie and Carrie too, all over again. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Um, And you had mentioned to me that some people have complained that the Darkwing Duck episodes on Disney Plus are blurred. I hadn't noticed it, but I did notice it on this episode. Okay. Yeah, it's like a weird uh, halo effect I saw some people complaining about and other people were saying, well, maybe it's an anti-piracy thing if you try to either screen record off Disney Plus or anything I guess, exported off there, but I don't know for sure. I've seen a few complaints about the quality of the Disney Plus episodes. Thing is, too, is I usually watch it on the TV, on the app on the TV, but this time I watched it on my laptop. I wonder if it only does it on computers. Maybe because they know that people can screenshot on computers Mm -hmm. really easily compared to... But that kind of sucks, because if all you have is a laptop or you like to travel... Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of being able to access it from anywhere? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not unwatchable. It's just a little, it's softer looking. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's just something I didn't notice until you mentioned it, which, you know, I'm not a terribly observant person, so it'd be. But I just wanted to share that. I thought that was interesting. I guess anyone out there who watches on Disney Plus 
If you want to let us know your thoughts, if you've noticed any differences between perhaps the DVDs and the, the old school recordings from v- VHS, you know, let us know. Go way back to a full scientific study that Elmo's Butterspark would be proud of. Yes. So anyway, so that's 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 that. And uh, let's hop on in here. So the episode opens with Gosling cleaning house in Monopoly versus Launchpad, where she's fully prepared to carry his dead over into real life when Drake bursts into the house and everything gets forgotten. Thankfully, Launchpad is not forever in debt to a child, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going through his mail. And there's something that really excites him. And it's not the letter from Ed McMallard. And here, I know we just went down one little tangent. I'm going to go down a different one because I went down a rabbit hole. Because I'm like, I don't even know if Ange knows Ed McMahon or anything like that. No, I don't. So American folks may remember some commercials for Publishers Clearinghouse, which was one of those like, you could win money scam type sales pitch thing. Something basically that very exciting commercials were made about and you know like people would show up to the house with a giant check and they're like balloons and a camera and bands and they'd be like oh my god i won so much money from publishers clearinghouse all you have to do is send in a check in the mail kind of thing and uh, we remember an actor named ed mcmahon on those commercials um i know that's the connection that i made with this throwaway gag did you american listeners of a certain age <laughs> well we're wrong <laughs> All of us. This is apparently a big Mandela effect because Ed McMahon never had anything to do with Publishers Clearinghouse. (laughs) He did, however, have to do with American Family Publishers, which, to be fair, did the same thing, only sold magazine subscriptions and you could win money and all that kind of stuff, too. So anyway, this just kind of blew my mind a bit because it's like, oh, yeah, Ed McMahon, Publishers Clearinghouse, and apparently it's a very common thing. Uh, so that Snopes wrote a whole big write-up about it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's me. I'm one of these people. So, there you Sorry. Sorry to non-Americans and folks too young to know anything about what I'm rambling about. <laughs> but All these scams have now turned to the internet, where you get the emails about winning stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not quite uh, Nigerian prince, but hey, pretty close. So that's that, and back to ducks. <laughs> uh, Darkwing has gotten an invitation to his high school reunion, and boy, oh boy, is he pumped. He slams his old yearbook down right on top of the game that Goslin and Launchpad are still playing uh, to assault them with his memories. Goslin's like, run for it, he's going to reminisce. <laughs> and Launchpad trying to make a break for it, with Launchpad like trying to climb away over the back of the couch. <laughs> Drake, without even blinking, grabs them both and, like, yanks him back and makes them stay completely just undeterred by them trying to run away from him. He uh, gets to go on about how popular he was and how all his friends were so cool, like Hamstring, the captain of the football team, and his girlfriend Prina Lutt. So many puns, so many puns in these names. I love it. And then he points to himself with, like, a mop of messy hair and uh, Launchpad and Goslin both don't seem convinced that he was as cool as he claims he was mm-hmm. we get a, a bit of a flashback from Darius drake displaying how he was a master detective even back then as he grills his classmate about a missing pencil and then kind of launches a full-blown quote-unquote investigation into the case of the missing pencil even then my analytical abilities were razor sharp so 
Lenny, if that's your real name. You claim the last time you saw your pencil, it was on your book. But the pencil is no longer there. Ah, ah, ergo, the pencil has been stolen. That's right, Lenny. Solving this felony will be dangerous. But Mrs. Waddlesworth left me in charge so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you, where were you last night? A likely story. How many pencils did you have when you came to school, pal? Don't leave town. Aha, uh -huh. the chuck. Perhaps you use pencils to keep score with? Ha, ha, go. I didn't do nothing. Got it, Drake the dweeb? Go on, go on, Ham. Tweak his beak. An excellent point. Wherein he just kind of goes off the rails because apparently the teacher left him in charge and he's gone absolutely mad with power. <laughs> Like, he's just, like, cackling that he could do whatever he wants, <laughs> which checks out. Um, also, the fashions in these scenes are something else. 70s. Def early definitely, 70s. Definitely 70s. Um, so, like, Drake is in a pink shirt and striped green bell bottoms with a big gold medallion around his neck. It's, uh, it's pretty. I've seen pretty photos fabulous. of my parents wearing similar fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It's real. It's just like <laughs> it's definitely, definitely a look, and um, I feel like they did a pretty good job of capturing that in just like these few little scenes in his investigation of the mystery of the missing pencil. He accuses Ham of stealing the pencil to keep score at sports games, and Ham picks him up uh, like he wastes nothing, and he calls him Drake the Dweeb for not the first, or well, I guess for the first and not the last time. And Prina tells him to tweak his beat. Which then Ham does, which is basically he just grabs his bill and boing pulls it down and goes boing like a spring. Like uh, a lot, apparently a lot of people like to do that to Drake. I don't know if I met Drake in real life. I might too. Shut up, boing boing. Um, Drake then tries to hypnotize Ham, but winds up hypnotizing himself. And the kid who lost his pencil finds it under his desk. You know, also checks out that Darkwing is not as a good a detective as Darkwing thinks he is. Mm -hmm. Drake is frozen in his hypnotized state as the entire class takes turns tweaking his beak. Even the science nerd, Elmo Sputterspark. Who, Ange, did you notice what he's wearing? I noticed he has a mullet. It does. But he has a tiny tie. <laughs> <laughs> Got one. <laughs> uh, in the present. Goslin is uh, looking at the yearbook and is immediately like, he looks familiar and draws goggles on him. And Drake flips out that she drew on his map, uh, I mean, yearbook, and asks if she's ever heard the story of the little girl, the marking pen in the pit of eternal flame. <laughs> <laughs> Chill as always. But Goslin has finished her defacing uh the picture and added the little plug cap and the goggles and the whole thing and Darkwing can't even deny but is shocked oh ho to realize that he went to school with Megavolt. Meanwhile it's Megavolt time baby. They have also invited Megavolt <laughs> to the reunion which leads me to believe that he has his lighthouse hideout as his mailing address for Elmo's Buttersbrook. I think that's I a would, reasonable yeah, thing so. I don't think that he would um like 
be smart enough. Well, he is smart enough, but I don't think that he would have the common sense to have a P.O. box. So he's probably just like all mail for like, what's it like a forward notice at the post office? All mail for sp- almost Butterspock, please, you know, forward to Megavolt at <laughs> Giant Lighthouse or <laughs> the cell in the county jail. <laughs> so, hey, there we go. Um, he is stomping around, woeing is me because he has nothing to wear to reunion. <laughs> he ends it all with, why was I made to suffer so? <laughs> <laughs> magnificent but the little light bulb he's holding tells him to wear his costume and he t- kisses it for being brilliant and then we get a little elmo flashback teenage elmo has quite a head of hair as you mentioned he's got a little mullet action going on and he's got like the full-on goofy uh, physique going but he's got a pink button-up shirt blue pants and big old brown loafers and he goes on about how he was degraded and abused but is super wistful and nostalgic about it <laughs> he's like oh those were the days and uh ham is bullying him and he tells him to stop accosting him and ham at prina's suggestion just kind of slaps him to the ground he tries to fight but just winds up getting thrown in the garbage can but all of that changed on a fateful January or June day, because he can't remember. <laughs> Elmo was working late in the lab, harnessing the power of static electricity by running on a treadmill covered in carpet, is drawing everything to him with static electricity, like papers and all these kinds of stuff. He's making a little like bulb he's got hooked up to a glow. Ham and Prina just kind of burst into the science lab to bully him for no <laughs> for reason. reason. <laughs> and Ham is the worst and just kind of tapes him to the treadmill and cranks up the speed and they both leave cackling. It's just, okay, then perish. And poor Elmo is stuck there running for either 15 minutes or two hours because both hands on the clock look really long. <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably, you know, four o'clock to six o'clock because that's more dramatic. But it would also be very funny if Megavolt was turned into a supervillain by having to run on a treadmill for 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, kind of hard same. Um, so, yeah, he's he's running for an indeterminate period of time until the light bulb explodes and he flies off the treadmill. Hello. To his credit, though, he's not deterred. He's not even kind of upset about it. He's chalking it up as a fantastic scientific experience and is set to carry on his mundane little life when he touches the doorknob of destiny to leave and gets electrocuted. Which uh, makes his eyeballs go do two different sizes and makes his hair floof out into an afro. And he starts threatening the door and blasts it with uh, electricity out of his fingers. Kind of implies that maybe that's why he wears the big rubber gloves. Perhaps he can't touch metal with his bare hands. Mm, that could be. It's also very flash fashionable. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have goggles on for a split second. <laughs> and just one of those weird in-between things. I guess he decides to take them off. He's like, oh, no, not yet. Um, Elmo declares that this is what he always wanted. The ability to entertain people of cocktail parties. Me too. Hmm. But then decides to take the revenge instead. In the back, in the present, Drake is connecting the dots. Elmo apparently disappeared before graduation, and Megavolt crashed the senior prom. Goslin is like, wait, you've been fighting Megavolt since high school? Don't you think you should have beaten him by now? <laughs> and Drake is like, It all makes perfect sense. Elmo Sputterspark disappeared just before graduation. 
And that's when Megavolt made his first appearance. I fought him at the senior prom. You've been fighting Megavolt since high school? Yeah, what of it? Um, don't you think you should have beaten him by now, Dad? <laughs> you could have beaten him by now, Dad? Scoff if you will, little missy. But I saved St. Canard High that night. And then it's like, shut up, I'm going to tell you about how I saved prom. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's funny. He's the worst. But also the best. He's great. Uh, little Drake at the punch bowl is asking some girls to dance with him and they tell him to get lost. Megavolt bursts in through the door and declares himself Megawatt. But the kiss looking band on stage says, hey, that's our name. And he's like, oh, okay. How about Megavolt? <laughs> it's pretty funny. It should be said that he is basically wearing his usual costume without like the cap and the battery and all that stuff but he's got the big fluffy hair going on and he tells them that he's going to destroy the school and everyone in it and starts zapping most of the school does get out but a few people get trapped drake tries to stop him but misses and winds up dumping the punch bowl on ham who just bodily throws him through the stage curtain Ham squares up to fight megavolt and megs makes him dance cowboy style by zapping around his feet I think we should have just let Megavolt have this one. <laughs> if only. Backstage, Drake says that he won't be taken seriously as himself, so he grabs some costume pieces and cobbles together his first iteration of a Starkwing costume, which is kind of like the suit that he was wearing to prom with like a pimp hat. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. It's got like a big pink feather in it and a mask and a cape. But so at prom, he was wearing pants. And now he's not. Yes. Drake said, no one will recognize me without my pants. <laughs> and for <sighs> however many years, he's right. Anywho, he's got a nice breeze going on. He grabs some smoke bombs from a recent school production of McBeak and then starts thinking up a name. And this is a gag that happens quite a lot in the show and I enjoy it every time. Basically, he kind of, you know, talks himself into... You know, oh, I need to have some dark, something dark, and with, like, wings of terror and all that stuff. And he's like, how about the really scary fast thing? <laughs> and then pitches the purple poultry, the web-footed wonder, the quackmeister, and Captain Quackazoid. As uh, Drake is making these very important decisions uh, backstage, Megavolt is outside swinging ham around in the air, kind of like an electric lasso. I don't really know uh, how he's doing it, but he's doing it. He's having the best time. And then he tells them that they're all chemistry. Like, no, math. And then, oh, yeah, history. <laughs> He's definitely at peak Megavolt in this episode. It's spectacular. Oh, but then a cloud of smoke appears at the top of a ladder. And then we get our I am the terror that claps in the night. I am the grade curve that gives you an F. I am Darkwing Duck. He swoops in and actually kicks Megavolt this time. And Megavolt tells him, you may be tough, but I'm not. Or something. <laughs> and he starts blasting at him, but Dark reflects the voltage at the disco ball that crashes down on Megavolt, trapping him inside. Everyone cheers for Darkwing, and he gives a very dramatic speech before poofing away. Like, the shadow knows type very serious speech. And he's very proud of himself before he disappears. And then he Drake... And Clark Kent style comes wandering in like, my goodness, what did happen in here? He plays dumb. He does a really good job of playing dumb because he sounds really dumb. Mm -hmm. 
the popular kids of the Darkwing is the coolest, and uh, they get one more beak tweak in before the flashback ends. Probably the only time anyone thought Darkwing was the coolest. Yeah, right? He peaked early. Drake anticipates that Megvolt will return to try to get his revenge, so he takes Launchpad to the reunion. (laughs) It's it. Launchpad, it has to be said, is not wearing a tiny tie, so crimes continue to mount in this series. Drake is saying that at least he convinced Goslin to stay home just as Goslin runs up from behind them trying to get to the punch bowl. Uh, Drake scolds her and Ham wanders up, throwing the Drake the Dweeb nickname in his face. He's like, still can't get a date, huh? And he's just like constantly knocking Drake on the ground. Then he brags that he's the president of the Colossal Cosmetics Company, but then gets elbowed by Prina, who is actually the president. So good for her. She wears the pants in this relationship. Let's be real. She sure does. Um, It's kind of like a... uh, like the tropey relationship with like the gangsters where there's the little mean one who's the boss and the big dumb one who does everything they say. Mm-hmm. So that's Prina and Ham. Um, but she is terrible. She saunters over to Drake, who is still on the ground dusting himself off um, and says, how does it feel that financially speaking, I could crush you like a bug? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. High school reunion. That's what I would say if I was a rich person. right not even hey hello it's how does it feel to know that i could financially crush you like a bug cool hi how's it going and then tells ham to tweak his beak because some people never change (laughs) dazzling calls drake out on being a dweeb and not being popular and drake deflects by going into hyper vigilant mode waiting for megavolt to burst in but apparently just stays in the same like crouched stance position for six solid hours (laughs) (laughs) it's a hell of a long reunion either way but of course in peak eek comedy of darkwing duck megavolt is actually there (laughs) and is standing at the the table um getting food for himself and he's standing right next to launch pad so i have to imagine that he showed up like at the beginning of of the reunion it's just been kind of like mingling around that would be really funny and i think that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. and of course mingling he's just like talking to like the floodlight and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, anyway so uh he's standing there and goslin and launchpad are chowing down at the buffet and launchpad tells Drake to try one of these horse do-overs <laughs> is that a thing horse. is that an american thing no it's hors d'oeuvres Oh, I call them whore divorce. Whore divorce, yes. (laughs) So horse horse do-overs is the launchpad way. And Megavolt is just standing there getting food too and asks for the horse do-overs. Okay, it's been six hours. Think there's a slim possibility that I may have been mistaken. Don't let it get you down, Dad. It's not the first time you've been wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, D.W., uh, try one of these horse do-overs. They're pretty good. Well, I was sure Megavolt would hit this reunion. Are there any more horse do-overs? Mm-hmm. Uh, right over there. <laughs> Thanks, Launchpad. No problemo, Megavolt. I paused it on the Megavolt, and uh, they all look super crazy. <laughs> As they should. 
pretty pretty great but yeah it's just like a such a perfect like silly little thing where it's just like oh hey how's it going but it also tells us that megavolt knows who launchpad is he does he might be the only person who actually bothers acknowledges him him. yeah by his proper name and everything Mm -hmm. there we go um megavolt i guess just needed the power of horde of (laughs) <laughs> and he hops up on the stage and basically reprises the uh, I'm going to destroy the school and everyone in it you know the drill and everyone starts running away screaming uh, but before he can fire off any voltage we get another I am the terror and he says I am the fast food that comes back to haunt you and then <laughs> Megavolt says ever get that creepy deja vu feeling and he says every time I lock you away Mickey everyone runs out of the, the gym it looks like it's being held in their old school and they run out and Prina forces Ham back inside, not wanting to miss another chance to see Darkwing in action. Darkwing, on the other hand, is getting electrocuted on stage. <laughs> and Launchpad and Goslin rush up to help him. And Megavolt blasts the ground out from underneath them, sending them into the basement with the uh, band equipment. Uh, apparently, Darkwing's back on his feet and finally gets Megavolt under control. <laughs> Megavolt, that's again. Where I get that creepy deja vu feeling? <laughs> Drake, with his foot on Megavolt's head, is like, you should have the deja vu already. <laughs> They're so funny. I love their dynamic, too, because, you know, Megavolt can be very menacing, but I feel like they just kind of turn into bickering children every time that they're together, and I love it. It's great. Darkwing gets distracted by him, giving him an attaboy, and he and Megavolt start duking it out again, wherein Megavolt rips off Darkwing's mask. Gasp! And then both Ham and Prina start laughing their asses off. (laughs) Megavolt joins in. They're just cackling and pointing and it goes on for an uncomfortably long amount of time. <laughs> I feel like it's brutal. It's really... You see Darkwing crumble into himself underneath it all. And he tries to prove that he's still a hero and uh, tries to swing into Megavolt and misses and slides down the wall. Uh, Megavolt is so, you know... Not shocked, I don't know, but he's just so depressed that he doesn't even want to ke- try to kill him anymore. And uh, Drake just slumps into a corner, feeling sorry for himself and calling himself a failure and all that fun stuff. So Megavolt just settles for taking revenge on Brina and Ham and brings them outside. Goslin and Launchpad climb up from the basement instrument storage. Uh, Launchpad has a tube on his head and Goslin is like, come on, Megavolt is getting away. And Drake, in his typical dramatic self, is like, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> and she just growls, stop him. <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful. And I don't think I say it enough about how much I love Goslin. She's so funny. She is fantastic. Like, she is constantly roasting, but also kind of parenting Darkwing, it feels like. She's very good at lighting the fire back under him when he needs it. Kind of. Like, she doesn't super succeed in this in this episode, but she's just so, like, holds him to task for everything. And she's just so snarky. I love it. Yeah. I, I love me some Goslin. And so much of it is just Christine Cavanaugh. Yes. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Darkwing continues to throw his pity party and Goslin drags him outside. Air in the Thunderquack and Goslin is trying to push him out of his funk. He's not going for it. He's just wallowing. Launchpad is like, oh, I bet Megavolt's in that abandoned glue warehouse, based on the hunch that he has as the whole thing starts lighting up with electricity. Mm-hmm. They land and hop out, but Drake continues to wallow in Launchpad and Goslin are like, okay, well, we'll take care of him this time. 
Megavolt has Preen and Ham tied up inside a giant light bulb because of course he does. And it's about to he's about to light them up uh, when he confuses himself. There's a lot of Megavolt go, jumps over a lot of hurdles mentally in this episode, and it's spectacular every time just because of the performance of uh, Dan Castellaneta, and I, I love it. I say it every time, and I'll say it. If I don't say it, that's how you know I'm a doppelganger, and you can shoot me. Okay. Um, thank you. That's, that's my condition. Um, he confuses himself, basically. He tries to figure out what he is. At last, I'll have my revenge on those who tormented me. Those who made me what I am. What, what am I, anyway? A dentist? No. A lumberjack? No. King of the jungle? No. You're okay now, folks. Let's go. I can't remember what I do. For the love of heaven, someone, please help me. Psst, you're a super. Oh, right. Thanks, buddy. Still gonna have to fricassee you guys. Rough break. <laughs> Smooth move, launch pad. And uh, Launchpad and Goslin use this time to untie him and Prina. And as they're sneaking away, Megavolt, he's, he's just completely desperate. He's like, what do I do? For the love of heaven, someone help me. <laughs> Launchpad is like, psst, you're a supervillain. <laughs> Goslin like jumps on his head to try to shut him up. And he's like, all right. And then he just catches them all and throws them all back into the giant light bulb. Good job, Launchpad. Gosh. This is, you're just about as competent as Darkwing. He should have told him that he was a very nice person and he was going to let everybody go. But to be fair, that was very nice of Launchpad to help him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Megavolt was really going through it. Oh, but anyway, they're all tied up now. He starts lifting the platform with the light bulb on it and mentions that this is actually Dr. Slug's hideout and that he lent it to him. Which is so nice. Look at that support in the supervillain community. It's like Lair B&B. You get to rent somebody else's, you know, hideout for a week. I don't know. I think Megavolt and Dr. Slug are pretty decent friends. I feel like possibly what could be better than that is that everybody except for Negaduck is like really cool with dr slug yes like dr slug is like the cool guy that has like the really awesome parties and he's just like oh yeah whatever let's go hang out <laughs> oh yeah you can take that death ray but neck is like oh, i hate that man he <laughs> is he is his gizmo duck yes the dark wing there it is that's my pitch into the universe anyway dr slug real bro they all get lifted to the roof, and he tells them that they're they're basically going to get incinerated. So Megavolt continues his his spree of trying to kill a child. Um, and Goslin points out underneath them that there's some vats of rubber cement because this is a glue factory, and uh, they could dump it on Megavolt, but they're out of reach. Prina is kind of rude about it, but hey, she is right; they can't reach it. Uh, meanwhile, Darkwing. <laughs> Is cleaning out the thunderquack of all his gadgets and picking out some needy heroes that could use them. Captain Protozoa and Spongeboy are apparently in, set to inherit the tower. Oh. <laughs> He's so dramatic. But he notices Megavolt's plot and finally shakes himself out of it to help. Megavolt is having a great time tormenting his captives. 
Um, and Darkwing marches up and Megavolt says, hey, I thought you lost your confidence. And he says, well, maybe so, but I'm not going to lose my friends. And Megavolt is so happy that he hugs him. He's like, it's so great to have you back. <laughs> and Darkwing shoves him off. And there's a pretty decent fight scene um, for Darkwing. Like, because it's not really a show of great fight scenes, but this one was pretty good. That uh, that goes on, uh, but basically ends with Darkwing getting knocked into the warehouse, and Megavolt finally getting his revenge on those meddling kids and their nosy dog. Until he realizes that he knocked Darkwing down to where the rubber cement is, and he gets sprayed with it. And uh, that is all they wrote about Megavolt. But getting rubber cement off is gonna suck too. It's not gonna be a great time. He could get high off himself though. Hmm. That's what I learned in school. Darkwing saves them all, and Brina and Ham apologize to him. Uh, they promise to keep his secret, but Darkwing has perfected his hypnosis and makes them forget that he's Darkwing. So there we go. He slaps the mask back on. Megavolt is like, yeah, but I know your secret identity. You're a mole sputter spark. <laughs> he's hamstring. Now that was the big guy. Oh, darn it. And this, we end with the Darkwing gang looking into the camera smugly. And that, that, that's it. That's the end. Clash reunion. Perfect. Did you notice that the banner at the reunion actually had the date of their graduating class? No, I didn't. It's the class of 1972. Wow. Which makes sense because this episode was made in 1992. And my understanding is that reunions are every typically every 20 years. Here we go. So if Darkwing is at least... 17 he'd be in his late 30s he'd be about 37 38 and that also makes him a boomer (laughs) (laughs) the biggest crime of all but here we go mystery solved as far as continuity and dark green duck go which as we know they don't really know each other but yeah overall it was a fun one i love me some megavolt but overall i don't think it's one of my favorite episodes it almost makes too much sense compared to a yeah. lot of the anti-continuity stuff. Mm-hmm. It is fun. I feel I, I really like Megavolt's whole thing in this episode. Um, just like the first scene of him, of him like tormented over what he's going to wear. He's just like melancholy, like super dramatic walking around his, his hideout in a bathrobe. And we see that he's also like he's just got like a little splat of hair left on his head <laughs> after all his you know big haired glory in his youth he, he he does have a good time and i do like that he just earnestly attended his class reunion or you know even if it was just like 20 minutes or 15 minutes to like walk in eat some food and then he's like oh right i have to go destroy everything that's just that's just a perfect megavolt there. you earnestly attended your high school reunion i was not invited to my high school reunion no! Which, <laughs> which was interesting because it was held at a venue that's right across the street from where I live. That's awful! <laughs> that's fine. I wouldn't want to go anyway. But it was just pretty funny. I was like, oh, it's right it's right there. Okay. Alright. I mean, how do they even track down all the people that went to school at that time and where they are now? I mean, I guess it's easier with the internet, but I don't know how they did I- it in the 90s. Yeah, there was like a mailing list, I would assume. Because there was like, I think there's like um, reunion committees and stuff, you know, of people who were like, oh, keep in touch and all that stuff. But yeah, Um, I think mine was like a Facebook invitation. If anybody I wanted to talk to in high school, I still talk to. 
everybody else uh, goodbye. <laughs> that's my that's my outlook on it. Did you go to yours? I don't think it's happened yet. Mm. As far as I'm aware, if it's every 20 years, mine is not for another... Oh, God, I'm aging myself. Another two years, I think. Mm. I think mine was a 10-year reunion. 10-year? No. We definitely... I don't think we had a 10-year one because I never heard anything about it. And I've spoken to people since 10 years have passed and nobody mentioned it. So... I don't know. Maybe knowing my graduating year, we won't even bother. Who knows? <laughs> it's like, ah, eh, whatever. We did it. We the did 20 it year is approaching and I need to hurry up and, you know, become a famous supervillain. So I have something to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> so that you could financially crush people. Yes. Yeah, so I can walk up mm. to them and ask them how it feels that I could crush them financially. <laughs> <laughs> But it probably wasn't, you know, nerd you bullied with your jock boyfriend. No. I think that (laughs) there is a common thread here between people who continue to be fans of Darkwing Duck 30 years later. And it may be that we're all a little, a little kooky. And that's okay. That's that's okay. It's fine. It's, you know what? Everyone else is boring. So how would you rate today's episode? Out of five... I'd give it maybe a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Overall thoughts, feelings, concerns. You covered a lot of it, which is Megavolt is probably my favorite part. And I do like all the Drake launchpad and Goslin moments as well. Like you said at the very beginning when she's like, oh, no, he's going to reminisce. And he just grabs (laughs) them. Like it implies that this happens a lot and it's horrible every (laughs) single time it happens. So I I like all those types of whenever they establish that kind of stuff in the show, it's always super great. And of course, Drake threatening her with the pit of eternal flame. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. And it's. I feel like everybody got to do a little bit of something this episode, too. It's not just like anyone was particularly set decoration, like Launchpad and Goslin both got to like have their little moments of I'm helping and let's go do this and pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And of course, they get kidnapped. But hey, like everybody had a little bit of something, something funny to see, say or do. So, yeah. And this is I would consider this one of the episodes fan wise that I think If I were to list like the top 10 episodes that people refer back to when they're writing fanfic or doing their own stories, this is definitely one of them because Mm. I've seen so many variations of people either referring back to this episode or if they're doing anything with the Negaverse and they're trying to tell the version with Negaduck, I've seen people write versions of basically Clash Reunion, what would have happened in the Negaverse. So it's definitely had an impact on fans mm-hmm. yeah for sure um and it's some sweet sweet megavolt lore so hey all good um yeah i think i'm about the same like three out of five maybe 3.5 because it is fun mm-hmm. but it's not as not as jam-packed full of awesome as some of the other ones um you know i feel like megavolt is a good standalone villain but he always shines when he has a five at least you know quackerjack or somebody else with him i feel like he plays real really well with another villain or you know the whole fearsome five is fantastic together but 
it's a fun one. And that's our thoughts. Uh, thank you for joining us on this Clash reunion. Uh, we'll see you in 20 years. Mm. But before we do that, let's spin this wheel. You got any predictions? Uh, not this time. I'm going to leave it up to fate. Let's take a look what fate is dealing us. Oh, man. Speaking of, next time we'll be talking about time and punishment. Oh. I say Megavolt and a Quackerjack and so much Narkwing and Goslin goodness slash badness. Mm-hmm. Another one I'd consider to be a fandom anchor in terms of what people refer back to when they're making their own stories. This is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one that inspired the whole genre of what if Goslin died? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, lots of people have planned her death just to, to, to move their stories along. <laughs> uh there's quite a bit of Goslin dying in this show. At least two instances yeah. that come to mind. There's like the, you know, the false origin with the archaeologist. Secret origins, yes. <laughs> but yeah, this one. Yeah. Excited. We'll do the comic next week. And then after that, it's time for time and punishment. Dark warrior time. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So excited to see this I am, broken, I am. broken man. <laughs> I have to tell you, it was on the line between this and Waterway to Go. Oh, no. Just, I know. I was just like, oh, this could be really good or this could be really. Oh, yeah, it's really good. So I'm just really rejoicing that we don't have to watch Waterway to Go. Another day. Uh, I would also sorry to say that our, our third host here is is uh, is under the weather today. Uh, Jim <laughs> couldn't make it. <laughs> so we'll just have to have to soldier on without him um but yeah so there we go next time we get to get grim and gritty and uh goofy because it is darkwing and uh remember until then that crime doesn't sleep and neither do class reunions i guess don't tweak your beaks don't do it (laughs) 